Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Oldham McGrath is all about the Chicago Bears' Week 6 victory over the Carolina Panthers. And when I say all about it, I mean about 20% about this episode is about the Chicago Bears' Week 6 2020 victory over the Carolina Panthers. It's uh, COVID season in the NFL. Carolina says, why not? Let's let a certain amount of people in arbitrarily. It's weird. We talk about that a little bit. We obviously talk about wrestling because Lolo is a wrestling promoter. Uh, Paris is bumping, is coming up. There's a link to that in this podcast description. Another thing in the podcast description is a link to our Patreon account. Because like I said, it's COVID time, which means we now have a Patreon account for obvious reasons. Consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com on our about page or this podcast description or any podcast description that we've done since March. We do these shows about five times a week, most every weekday, and uh, hopefully you enjoyed. If not, thanks for listening. It's weird if you listen and don't enjoy it. That being said, we do watch football and wrestling. We don't enjoy most of it. Here's the show. Before this game, what was the last football game you watched? I, I want to say this, whatever the last Super Bowl was. Okay, so that's yeah. not that long ago. No, it's been a it's been a while though. Did you enjoy watching the Chicago Bears defeat the Carolina Panthers? I um, had a very hard time following a lot was going on, mm-hmm. but I we had a, there was a we were not doing very well this season, right? I'm, I'm saying we now with uh, just cause now 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 I'm a we. When, so you now you so the the we is Chicago. The we is Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I I am a an Eagles fan. I say fan with some air quotes. Sure. Um, I don't follow them super closely, but yes, for the for the for the sake of recording, we are Chicago. Yes. So, but this is the first game you've watched of the Bears while living in Chicago. It's the first I've watched the Bears living in Chicago. The last time I watched a Bears game, you were drinking. That's in right. My ball. And it was against the Eagles, so... It was in the it's playoffs. Been, it's been a minute, yeah. And you were happy when the Bears lost then. Were you happy... Were you unhappy that the Bears won last... Yesterday? No, I thought I was going to give a, many more fucks about the Panthers. Because <laughs> I, I have family in North Carolina, but yeah. then I remember that they play in Charlotte, and Charlotte sucks. <laughs> Why does Charlotte suck? So just imagine like Farragut North and just make it a whole city. All right, that's it's understood. Just, it, it's, it's buildings and suitcases and and everything's like buildings and suitcases. Yeah, and the, like all, all the banks are based mm-hmm. in there. Like, my bank is based there, and yeah, um, it's not it's not my like preferred area of North Carolina. But I I. So the last time I cared about the Panthers, I think Cam Newton was playing for them. Well, he was playing for them until last year. He is now the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots, but he, he and he played yesterday. He didn't do well. The week well, previous, I'm sorry, say that again. But he's not my friend anymore. <laughs> well, you might change your tune on this. The week previous to that, he wasn't able to play because he got COVID. Well, shit. I mean, he's still not my friend. <laughs> a lot of people who are not my buddies who can get COVID, you know? Jeez. So, yeah, um, Cam is now a Patriot, and you have Bridgewater as your quarterback, who's not bad. Foles. Nick Foles, who won the Super mm-hmm. Bowl with the Eagles two years ago, is now with the Bears. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. My aunt and uncle liked him a lot, but they're, I don't think he's there anymore. <laughs> I don't know, people, Philadelphia sports fans, man, they're, they're just very, like, 
They're very committed to telling you all the personal stories of whoever the hell their quarterback is at the time. I don't know if other teams do this, but like we we went there right before the Super Bowl, and my mm-hmm. uncle's like, "Oh, you got to watch this YouTube video of Nick Foles visiting kids in the hospital." And I'm like, "No, no, I don't. I don't want to watch that. Like that's that's that as shit, man. I'm glad he's doing that, but like." So you're also yeah. against WWE's Make a Wish program. Oh my god, the it's like the what is it? The Warrior. The um, Warrior Award, where we have to celebrate a bigot. Yeah. Death. Who also? <laughs> who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so the whole, yeah. So yeah, I was like, okay, Nick Foles. Um, I, I just, I hate the look of that weird, empty stadium. It. Okay, so Carolina not- was not empty. No, there were people that were socially distanced, which is somehow worse. Yes, I agree completely. When it's empty, empty, like in Chicago, I think it looks fine. It looks like a weird video game, and they don't show the crowd as much. Yeah, I, li- I like the like weird, spooky post. I like the post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. of a completely empty stadium. But the distance stuff, I mean, it's the same reason why, even with social, like with social distancing, I would not want to go to a live wrestling event because... When you're when you're spaced apart with your little pod of people, mm-hmm. it just it it takes away from the Greek chorus aspect of mm-hmm. being in a crowd. Well, um, I completely agree with you, and we're going to transition to wrestling. Don't worry, but let's focus on the game just a little bit more. <laughs> Did your aunt and uncle happen to have um, any knowledge of one of Nick Foles' nickname when he was on the Eagles? Big, big, big Nick Nick. There I you go. The, I was at the parade. I was I I. On a whim, since I was in D.C. at the time, I got on a 3 a.m. Amtrak at the very last minute to go to the Super Bowl parade, and I got to Union Station, and I was so excited. I'm like, I'm just going to sleep for two hours on this train. No, this Amtrak train is full of, like, the worst kind of Eagles fans, which I know some people would just say Eagles fans, whatever. And there's, like, they're singing the fucking song. I'm like, I, we're going to stand outside for a long time, you guys, for a really long time. We got no no singing um and then i got there and i stood i was the coldest i'd ever been in my life i stood for five hours waiting for a glimpse for a glimpse of big dick nick just just his side profile did you get it i i don't even remember i was more interested in in jason kelsey because he was dressed like a mummer and drunk off out of his gourd (laughs) okay so uh for those that don't know what's a mummer oh it's not like it's a whole thing to explain it's this thing that happened. I'm going to explain it really, really badly. And I'm going to, I don't know. I hope you don't have any mummers that listen. Um, I don't know. It's like these big string bands that wear these really wild costumes in Philly. And every New Year's Day, there's the mummers parade where all these, it's like a big dance team, but some of them play instruments. Um, but it's, it's like a marching band, but with string instruments. Um, and they're always really drunk. They're really drunk. It's really funny because it's it's usually men who are they'll be dressed in in different, very very flamboyant costumes, but they also like don't want gay mummers to exist. Cause, what? Yeah, exactly. Um, they're so like, it's no, they're, perfect. They're like, it's perfect for the NFL. It's it's great for the NFL. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I mean, watching this game yesterday, it made me miss the XFL. I want I want people like cutting promos in the field if we don't if, if we've got weird, these weird empty stadiums okay but, so uh, do you know what's going on with the xfl it's done it's gone no you what? know okay so vince failed with it in 2001 it came yeah. back th- this yeah, year 
religiously. I had a great time watching those games. It was it was really well received. Um, and about a month and a half, two months ago, The Rock bought it for dirt cheap. He bought it for like ten million dollars, and he owns the league. No fucking way. And they recently announced that they're going to start in twenty twenty two. He owns it with his ex wife, who runs this production company, Seven Bucks Productions, and and two other dudes. And I'm convinced that it's going to be a massive success. That's fantastic news. I yeah, I, I loved the intensity of those games, like. The weird little cameras they would have in the room mm-hmm. where people were reviewing plays. I'm like, ooh, it's like Mission Control. I liked those games. Those were those were good. This is like the opposite. I felt like the uh, the life was just completely. It was so absent yesterday. It just felt so dead. Do you think that there's any way for it to not feel dead in 2020? No. Okay. No. No. I think as long as there's this this looming threat of mm-hmm. players getting sick and these variations on how different stadiums are operating or not operating Mm -hmm. um it just feels weird it's like it's like diet football Mm, okay i'm not counting it whoever wins the super bowl this year good for them but (laughs) they have to jump into the void once they win it so. so your team this year is very very bad i have not even checked i couldn't tell you anything about uh about the record yeah the whole division is very very bad it's the worst division in football and it's surprising me because a lot of recent super bowl champions have come from that division and Mm -hmm. the highest paid team comes from that division it's historically bad this year i love that (laughs) the bears are surprisingly good i was convinced that they were going to start the season four and oh and then end the season eight and eight i was close uh they started the season five and one and i misread Completely. I thought, oh, okay. Well, that's cool. the thing. Great. They've been an underdog in Vegas odds every single game except one. Mm-hmm. So even yesterday, they went in as the underdogs. They're still the underdogs when they play on Monday night against the Rams next week, if that game happens. And I'm saying if that game happens because of COVID. Today, right now, there's a game going on because it was delayed due to COVID. Oh. So games are getting moved all over the place. This is where we could transition to wrestling now. <laughs> oh boy! All right. Wrestling has—you uh, would think—have to stop all production. In fact, I'm, it's one of the very few things that didn't stop at all. Now, are we talking? Are we talking big leagues, or are we talking? Oh yeah, indie? we have to talk the big leagues for the majority okay. of people don't have any idea what AEW is, let alone. Oh, I agree. But there's currently a, a COVID outbreak happening among indie wrestlers. And let's get to that. So let's go from top to bottom. <laughs> WWE is still the big boy in town. They have the Thunderdome. This game was on Fox. Did you see any ads for SmackDown on Friday nights during this Bears game? I don't I don't know. Okay. No. Okay. I don't think I don't I do not recall. I do not think so. They are incorporating them throughout most every game. Um, it clearly depends on the broadcast you get. And even so, it's usually in the pregame as well, Fox NFL Sunday. Um, yeah, they're pretty much there all the time. If you watch the World Series uh, starting Tuesday night, you'll see ads for SmackDown, mostly starring a now shirtless Roman Reigns. So that's Friday nights. Raw is still clearly on Monday nights. They're in a in a pseudo bubble in Tampa. No, in yeah, Orlando. In Orlando, I apologize. Amway Arena, horrible people. Betsy DeVos, that's where the WWE is located. Uh, NXT is still part of the Performance Center. And then we have AEW in a separate part of Florida operating in this weirdo world where they have, like, it's like some fans, but it's mostly 
uh, undercard wrestlers in their crowd. It's weird. Yeah. Or, and then, or indie guys in their crowd. Exactly. They've done an interesting job of filling their, their crowd out. I, I dig it. And then finally is where you are involved. You're the level right below AEW. You're the independent promoter. And you're running a promotion in and around areas that people are taking this very seriously. Washington, D.C. is doing really well when it comes to the outbreak. Illinois is doing pretty well. Mostly Cook County is doing really well. But all around us is not very good. No. I don't know what it's like in Indiana, Wisconsin, Iowa right now. Oh, Iowa, I actually know, is like the, the positive. Indiana rates. is very bad. Yeah. Indiana is extremely bad. Um, and that is where there was a – I don't want to bury anybody too much. I don't think I, – I, God, I hope – randos who are really into this company don't listen but um so during wrestlemania every year there is a group called the collective who's run by gcw game game changing wrestling game changer i don't know um so but it's a it's a big group of indies that come together during mania week to run a like a four-day festival in one venue um and obviously that got canceled in in april and the folks behind it decided last weekend they, they announced this, I want to say two months ago, that yeah, they're going to have the collective in Indiana last weekend. And um, what a hot fucking mess, dude. What a hot mess. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they didn't require any testing going into it. Um, so as of right now, I don't know if it's four or five. Con- there's at least four confirmed cases of, uh, of wrestlers. And, you know, I don't want to know how many fell ill but did not want to publicize that online you know Um, so as someone that's involved in this do you feel comfortable doing what you want to do no not at all i um i even if i was running a show that was super safe right it's outdoors there's 50 people it's in a football field they're distanced everybody's Mm -hmm. tested that's not the kind of wrestling show i want to go to yeah I, I don't care because you know who's going to go to that show are serious wrestling fans who are following specific wrestlers. No, what I like to do is I want to bring in all everybody else to come see mm-hmm. the spectacle. You know, I want to I, I want to bring it to the masses. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would get a crowd of people that I were only diehards, which I just don't like. It would, it's just weird. I yeah. don't I, I don't enjoy it at all. Um, I like what companies are doing with the cinematic style stuff. Um, okay. There's a lot of that coming out of DC right now. Um, Cause that's fun. You can do a lot of comedy. You can do some really weird shit with, with doing cinematic style wrestling, just being like, let's film a, like a, like a B movie, mm-hmm. but have it be wrestling. If that, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's great. That's really fun. And those are small groups. It's just a film crew and your card of wrestlers. You can, the, the safe, you know, you can do it as safely as possible. There's no way to do this 100% safe. But I, I would rather see that than any any indie running live right now. Not any. I mean, you know, people gotta they gotta do their thing and make their money and get in front of folks. But as for me, that's it's just not the kind of show I would want to run. But you are kind of you're involved in a show that premieres later this month. Is that correct? I am. I'm involved in Paris is Burning, which was filmed last month, and it premieres next Thursday, the 29th. Okay, so are you? I'm assuming the product is done. The product is done. It okay. is edited. It is ready to go. It looks it looks really fantastic. It's fun. It's really campy. It's really campy. And it's something that if you 
have no interest in wrestling, you could watch this and and not just like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying this, but mm-hmm. you, you get a real some some real charm out of it. It's very fun. Now, were were you comfortable with the production as much as you could be? As much as I could be, I think that because Billy Billy Dixon was was the person who was actually running it in person mm-hmm. um, down in the D.C. area, and he he required testing at least like I think a few days before which you know none of this again none of this is foolproof somebody could have contracted it on the gas station on the way to the venue where they were filming you know Um, but it was it was done as airtight as possible I mean even in promotional photos they're like no you got to have a mask on you know it's it's setting a better example than than the example we've been given Um, and yeah there's no way to do this 100% but I think uh, for, for an indie he, uh, he really, he did great. Now I'm excited to see Paris is burning, but let's be realistic here. Paris is burning is does not have the reach of WWE. Okay. And, but Paris is burning. You can just watch on, uh, anywhere where Paris is bumping. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Sorry. Uh, yes. Paris is bumping. It does not have the reach of a, say Roman reigns, right? WWE, I don't think has been setting a good example. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad example either. I just think that they're leaving a lot of money on the table because to my knowledge, no wrestler has taken up a complete like COVID mask gimmick. No. And this is a, this is an an entertainment vehicle. That's the foundations of it are masks. Mm -hmm. And there isn't anything. I know. Why? (laughs) All the indie guys who have been just like, I remember at, um, at Butch versus Gore back in March, we had a, a heel manager come out wearing a mask mm-hmm. and make it part of his shit. You know, um, it's a uh, yeah. It, it seems like it's it seems very obvious, right? But no, of course, Vince McMahon said, "No, fuck that. We're gonna do an Antifa gimmick. Yeah. We're gonna make it stable. <laughs> Definitely, they're gonna be like vaguely Black Lives Matter because I hate that shit." Because I'm Vince McMahon and I'm the absolute worst. And this ties um, it back to Chicago. You know who's the head of Antifa in the WWE? The head. Yes. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. Mustafa Ali, former Chicago what? cop. Which is it's very funny. It's mind blowing. But yeah, it's it's pretty cool. And then I I haven't been paying a ton of attention, but I get um, you know, I get all the hot takes online afterwards because I'm definitely part of a. a wrestling scene that's that's quite political so of course there's a lot of discussion about those kinds of stunts which ties back to the nfl this year um they're making a big show of things um some teams everyone's kneeling the i'd say the indianapolis colts are doing it in terms of what you and i would probably like to do where the where the coach and the owner are on the right side of history which is super rare when it comes to football but in most every end zone there's a message of hope something to the fact of and racism as a casual viewer, as an Eagles fan, as a fan of Big Dick Nick, what do you think of the current gestures of the NFL? It's it's still the fucking NFL, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any anything is something. Yeah. I guess I can't. It's it's not something I'm directly affected by. So you know, my opinion only means so much. But uh, no, I I take everything that any corporation does with a grain of salt because. You know, if, if you if, if you want to roll the dice and say, oh, let's 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 treat people like people. Let's have basic. Oh, sorry, my cats are yelling. 
Like, let's just, uh, let's do the bare minimum for being a good person and say Black Lives Matters. Then, you know, I mean, I guess it's something, but yeah. it's, it's just something. Now, you are in Chicago proper. You drive out to the suburb, like barely the suburbs every day, which means that you have to see a lot of billboards. You have to see, maybe even listen to the local radio. Um, do you find the current climate in Chicago of people in the Chicago Bears happy, sad, obsessed? Uh, how would you compare it to Philly or D.C.? In terms of sports? Yeah. I mean... I, I have I have nothing to go off of. Okay. I mean, I, I can see billboards, but you know, if, if I'm listening to the news in the morning, it's just NPR. Okay. Um, I'm getting most of what you're listening to in DC, anyways, in the morning. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think I've, I can't say a single advertisement that's bear specific that I've seen recently. Okay. And. I have a pretty long commute. I mean, I see people wearing the shirts, but I don't know. It's This does not strike me driving through it, mind you, not hanging out in a mm-hmm. bar, not interacting. It does not scream football town. No. It, it screams baseball town. It does it, not scream football town. Yeah, for a while it was a football town because it's like the one sport that unites everyone. But um, the Blackhawks became so popular and so much fun to even the casual fans, regardless of where you lived in the city, that they took over for a minute. But yeah, it's it's mostly a Cubs town for better or worse, and that's why I was wondering if the Bears' success made the Cubs and Sox playoff losses any less bad, or because it's 2020 and Chicago's actually taking it seriously, does anybody care at all? Yeah, I don't have a single person in my my orbit who gives even the slightest fraction of a fuck. I think I'm the out of all the people I interact with. On a, on a weekly basis, I'm probably the one who's most likely to have a big sports opinion. Hmm. Yep. Is, so, is that the Philly background in you? I guess so. I think that's, I just think that sports are very good. Um, I definitely used to be one of those people who was like, well, it's just, it's sports ball. It's yeah. the superb owl. And I'm like, no, there's something deeply satisfying that almost rivals sex about watching you want an object to go to the other object mm-hmm. whether it's you know the football to the end zone or whatever the puck in the net you just want to see the object go in the object it's like sex you know um yeah it's 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 satisfying i just i i love sports i think sports are great i think uh i think the rowdier and shittier the fans the more entertained i am um with the exception of boston because that is just an entire city i have no love for um, but yeah, people, you know, they're, oh, Philly, like you guys threw batteries at Santa Claus. And I said, Santa Claus is a dirty capitalist who <laughs> is working those elves to the bone. No, I come from a, a great people. I, I come from freedom fighters. You, I think you guys in Chicago are like the same. I think it's a very brother sister relationship mm-hmm. and Chicago's just had better luck over the last few decades. You know, the first thing I thought when I visited Chicago for the first time was it felt much closer to Philly than any other city I could compare it to. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree completely. I don't get any kind of New York city vibe in the slightest. I used to think Chicago was the American city. It was the most emblematic of America. I don't think it is. I think Miami actually is, but uh, I think Chicago is a field dude. What's up? That's out of 
Miami. Huh? Oh yeah, because Miami is the one place in the country where literally every type of race is is represented. There's less segregation when it comes to actually maybe that makes Chicago more of a perfect American city. But the way the the redlining right. exists in Chicago is so drastic compared to Miami, and maybe more importantly, Miami is. Um, you might think like all blank people vote this way, but all religious people vote this way. And those things collide so much more in Miami due to the, the vicinity of Cuba and communism and Roman Catholic and Catholicism where it's nuts, you know, like you're voting against your own interest for reasons that are like 60 years that have nothing to do with you. Does that make sense? No, absolutely. That's Miami. Yeah. That's America to me. <laughs> Yeah, you know that's that's something else too. In Chicago, there is, there's, there's not even a quarter of the amount of political signage that I would see in D.C. Oh yeah, and I'm mean, part of the reason why I got the fuck out of D.C. because I'm like I I can't do the um I can't do politics as sports mm-hmm. anymore. You know, this is something that affects actual people. I yeah. don't feel like listening to folks pontificate. Um, so yeah, that's been that's been pretty different too. You know, I get the I get the idea that people care. They just, uh, the natives I've met, the older natives, not younger folks, but older natives are, uh, you know, they consider it very impolite to, to get too political. So that's very new to me. It's interesting that you're really just fighting about like how Democrat are you? are going to get way more of a Bernie versus Biden fight than a Biden versus Trump fight. So my voting, um, my like specific, I don't want to say district, like even tinier than a district. Your ward. Um, Yes, my ward is noted as in 2016 had the most people turn out both percentage-wise and numbers-wise for Clinton. Yeah. Um, so it, I feel like I'm in D.C. My vote quite literally does not matter. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm paying far more attention to all the down-ballot down stuff and trying to figure out which judge sucks less than the other. Yeah, that's yeah. really what you're voting on. <laughs> Basically. I mean, I was researching some judges today. Like, one, like, locked her kid in a basement for... Like, I don't know, to like punish her, just like really weird shit. I'm like, wow, judges are bad too. Um, <laughs> who would have, who would have thought? Um, God. And yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a pretty, pretty weird place. Pretty normal place all at once. Yeah. I miss it. Um, I think that the only reason why you'd possibly miss DC right now is because the weather's perfect. Um, I'm loving this. I'm fine with the cold weather here. Yeah, I miss. I don't mind it at all. But it's like I'm trying to think of the one thing because, as you know, it's very tense. And um, I can. What is what is the tone in DC? I feel like there's. I don't know. I don't ever leave my neighborhood. I mean, everything I do is on foot, like usually with a stroller. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess we're no. I do know the tone because I'm at the playground every single day. The tone is worried, and. Ever since RBG passed away, it's been like a tense slash freak out. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. But this is also in Tacoma Park, which is our, which is like the most liberal part of DC. You know, when we got the news that RBG died, the first thing I felt was dread, and then the second thing I felt was thank fucking god I'm not in DC right now. Yeah, it was not a good. All- not a good time. Also like, I mean, this is very dismissive, but like, sorry, but the tote bags mm-hmm. were freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. The fact that like in that city, I don't, there's a like a boxing gym somewhere downtown mm-hmm. that just has a big painting of RBG 
like wearing like posing with rappers like yeah. there's just weird fetishization that happens there that i'm very very happy to be missing out on i'm gonna say something now that i don't think i'm gonna cut out of the show but i haven't said it out loud but i've been thinking about it since this happened but i haven't seen this flutter around anywhere but it's the first thing and it's probably the only thing that really popped in my head but like didn't they think of like weekend at bernie in this thing right just yeah she's fine She's okay. Just do that for like three more weeks. How difficult is it to fib? Old, old, like people of that age, they just disappear for long periods anyway. It's yeah. Very tragic, but yeah, it's like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, why not? Maybe why? that's my love of when, uh, let's tie it back to Warrior. When uh, the Ultimate Warrior was locked in a casket by Paul Bearer and Undertaker and they had to drill holes in. This, the, the coffin and then as a kid we were led to believe that it was a different ultimate warrior because the actual ultimate warrior passed away because there wasn't enough oxygen oh so yeah they, what you're saying is they just need to fill in like a new a new roof yeah they need a new warrior i'm just i'm very curious too as to you know it's really interesting how somebody like her had this like big branding push um yeah. it's a huge marketing push i'm sorry um but it's 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 looking at the other two female justices and being like they are way younger and can probably like benefit in a much better way from this kind of marketing and branding yeah you know um i mean i i appreciate the existence i appreciate the work she did but there was just nothing that was ever going to get me excited about an 87 year old justice who's like barely hanging on and could fuck us all over by dying and here we are. Yeah, so what I'm saying is the Bears have a very good shot this year, and it's a surprise. <laughs> it all ties back together. Oh, I screwed up really quick. This is a little tack on at the end of the episode. I've been asking every guest this, but uh, Lolo and I, I realized we had already stopped recording. So Lolo's pick for the Chicago Bears, uh, I said they're going to go 8-8. Eight eight. She says 15-1. and one. Obviously, they make the playoffs with Foles as quarterback. Her pick for the Super Bowl, Packers versus Chiefs, and the Packers take it home. We'll be back next week against the Los Angeles Rams.